Giannis remains an absolute monster. The Dubs get a win at home over the KD-less Suns. The Western Conference playoff race is heating up. We've got some news on John Morant, and the NBA is considering a change to the NBA award system to try and curb rest management. All that and more on Locked On NBA. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to Locked On NBA, your daily source for all things NBA from the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. Appreciate you guys joining us and being a part of the community. If you're joining us on YouTube where there is a live version of the show, or if you're hanging out and listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, and I'm co-host over at Locked On Nuggets, joined by Hayes Johnson. He is co-host over at Locked On Bulls and Locked On, like, a bunch of stuff on Chicago. Got everything for your Bulls and your Bears coverage, making moves in free agency locked in. Hayes, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Excited. Should be a good show tonight. We're going to talk about the uh, Kings win over. I'm sorry, the Bucks win over the Kings tonight. Really fantastic game. We're going to get to that one. We'll get into the Suns and the Warriors as well. we got some news on John Morant we'll get to a little bit later on, as well as a little conversation about how the NBA is planning a change to the award system to try and curb rest management. And I have some thoughts on what a stupid, stupid idea that is. So make sure to keep tuned in here. But we start in Sacramento, where there is no beam to be lighted <laughs> on Monday night. Recording this on Monday night. The Milwaukee Bucks storm back in a pretty close game for most of this. Wind up getting the win over the Kings, 133-124. How's this line for Giannis Antetokounmpo? 46 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal. Shot 19 of 28 from the field, 2 of 2 from 3, by the way. Made 100% of his threes. That's terrifying. Went 6 of 7 from the line. That's terrifying. Chris Middleton added 31. So you get 77 points from Giannis in mid tonight. Uh, mid goes 9 and 15 from the field with nine assists in this one. Brooke Lopez adds 23, as well as gets cut and bleeding from his face. Then later on, as the game is winding down, Trey Lyles gives a little extracurricular foul to Giannis, even though Giannis was just running the clock out in a 10 point game. Uh, words were exchanged smushes happened and then brook basically like physically forces for <laughs> trey lyles and makes him combine into the scorers table a lot to get to in this one what was your big takeaway from bucks kings tonight Giannis just being Giannis, like it, it's amazing to see when when Giannis gets on a roll it's just such a special thing to watch and then you have chris middleton showing up like he did in brooke lopez and this was just a game that had that playoff atmosphere we're getting close most teams have less than 15 games left on the season. Uh, you, you, you're seeing those tensions rise, and you know, the kind of edge that you expect to see from teams in the playoffs is going to start coming out in more of these regular season games towards the end here. And that's what this game was. It had a playoff feel throughout most of the game. Second half, the Bucks just had an answer for everything that the Kings did, but the Kings still refused to go completely away. Um, but, you know, just Giannis showing up like he did and uh, and the, and the, how how testy it got down the stretch of that game, it just just made it a fun watch. It was probably one of the more fun games I've watched in a while. Yeah, one of the good things I think about all the the parody that's gone on in the league this season, and a lot of people have complained about it. The good news is that all the games over the next month are going to matter. Like For all sure. of the games are going to matter. Um, like Celtics Rockets mattered tonight. Like Rockets were basically playing spoiler. Uh, Celtics, you know, wind up losing. Now they're three back of the Bucks 
in the loss column for that one seed. Uh, talk about the Kings. Fox gives them 35 tonight. Herter adds in 28. Herter was 8 of 11 from three. He was red hot. Demos bonus with 23 points, 17 boards, 15 assists. Just absolutely absurd stuff. But despite all that, Sabonis got outscored by 19 when he was on the floor. You mentioned the Giannis stuff. To me, like I've said this, that I lean towards Giannis for MVP. Mm-hmm. And one of the big reasons, it, like outside the context of the MVP race, which it's it's gross right now, but like outside of that context, there is nobody that when I, when I have watched this season has these stretches where it's just total domination end to end. Giannis hits you with these runs that are like combos. And mm-hmm. it's just, you know, Euro step down the lane, M1, um, under the basket, pick and roll drive to the left to the lane, you know, Thunder Duncan transition, shut down defense, block at the rim, going the other way. Like these sequences that he puts together just absolutely burst forward. You know, the, the Kings, I think, played pretty well tonight, but it does kind of show you like these elite offenses are going to be able to put up points on them, especially, man, if if mid is going to play like this, and this is the first time we've seen mid, I think, play this season, the Bucks might be able to separate themselves a little bit from the pack. Um, there's still kind of this idea that it's Celtics and Bucks and, and Sixers there. If mid's going to play like that, I think the Bucks are extremely tough to beat for anybody in the association. Oh, that's that's a hundred percent fact. And then you look at the the Bucks in this game, 29 assists on 50 May baskets. When you share the ball like that and you have that type of uh, uh, distrib- uh dis- they're distributing the ball like that and just sharing it and moving around. Yeah, you have uh Middleton Lopez and Giannis Antetokounmpo that can bind for like 90 points, which is ridiculous, but it makes everyone a threat. The ball's moving around. Um, and and to your point of the Bucks separating themselves. Uh, it's always been looked at as as the Bucks and Celtics, right? You mentioned them in the same breath. But I think tonight, especially when you see the performance of the Celtics tonight versus the Bucks, you can clearly see that the Bucks have that potential to separate themselves for sure. Yeah, absolutely monster win. Also in the association, the Warriors, because they were at home, got a big win over the Suns. No KD, obviously, for Phoenix. Klay Thompson goes off for 30 in the first half. The Suns scored 75 in the first half. Um, and then we're, we're really slowed down by the Suns in, in the second half. Mm-hmm. Actually, a really pretty good effort by Phoenix to crawl back into this game after being down huge. Devin Booker goes for 32 in the loss without making a three-pointer, which is just wild. He was 12 of 18 from two-point range. Um, but look, Clay Thompson goes for 38. Steph Curry goes for 23. Four made threes and pool adds in 20. It's just too much splash for the Warriors uh, versus the Suns. I focused a lot on how the Warriors are an absolute garbage fire on the road, mm-hmm. and they are. Yes. But got to mention how good this team is at home. Still, like they're going to have playoff games at home, and that's maybe the upside. I think if they're act together on the road, you've seen what the Warriors are capable of at home, and a win over the Bucks, no Giannis, and then this win versus the the Suns, no KD, but still two pretty good wins for the defending champs. Yeah, the Warriors are a team that I always look at as they always have that ability to turn it on in the second half. Like it's just as long as they're in the playoff race, they always have an ability. It seems like they just they they flip it on. They know what to do. Uh, this isn't a season that necessarily feels like they're going to have the postseason success that they have before just because of that inability to win on the road. But then they have performances like this, like you said, albeit without KD, but. It just reminds you that the Warriors and how dangerous of a team and how well well constructed of a team they are and how it balances out. Uh, the Warriors are going to be a tough out for anyone. I don't know if I'm going to pick them to like make a, a Western Conference Finals or anything, but a team that eliminates the Golden State Warriors are going to have a heck of a test in front of them in the playoffs, that's for sure. 
Yeah, man. Like I've I've compared him. Like there's that scene in the Princess Bride where it's like you can't drink the wine in front of you. I can't drink the wine in front of me. That's like how I feel with the Warriors. I'm like I can't pick them because they can't win on the road, but I can't bet it against them because they have Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and are really good um, as yeah. defending champs for a reason. Um, one interesting thing, finally, to kind of note tonight, if you're worried, if you're like looking for just like things to poke at with the Suns, they get outscored tonight from three point range. The 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 Warriors make 19 threes. The Suns make four. four. And like at some point, this is like the biggest question mark with them is KD's going to ISO a lot, but KD's not a volume three point shooter. He'll shoot him for sure, but like KD doesn't single handedly raise that up. So I got a little bit of a concern about Phoenix being able to keep pace with teams that can absolutely bomb from three. That's a way for you to play, you know, even if they play good defense and you play good defense, that's a way for you to create separation if you're just able to hit more threes than them because they can't win the math game. Yeah, I'm, I say that about the Bulls all the time, right? Lowest uh, three-point volume shooting and percentage team in the league. It, it is. It's just simple math. And when you can make threes at a high volume and the other team can't do that, you 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 make it easier on yourself. You have to just execute the other things well because it's just simple math. You can't you can't beat math. Not in the game where scores the thing that matters. So yeah, and it, and it could be a problem for them going into the playoffs. Now I do know that Devin Booker can't does have the ability to turn it on at times, but then you're still relying for a lot of your three-point shooting to come from book and and kd at that point in time and i want and i worry if they're going to run into a team where it's just not going to be enough let's take a break we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about some news on the cba negotiations how that's making progress as well as a probable change for the awards system as far as what the nba is going to require of players we'll talk about how dumb of an idea this is on the other side, I got to tell you about Ibotta. It's absolutely incredible. You're going to want to check it out. You know, grocery school shopping and getting a little something for yourself. You know, you're already doing it. So why not get cash back for it with Ibotta? You can earn cash back on every shopping trip. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. You either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's just that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 a year in real cash back. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. That's league pass at this price. That's that's how much you're saving there and getting cash back with Ibotta. You can use the cash back to buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you've been going to go to, or the fancy dinner that you've been craving. You know, a typical basket of groceries was over $50 more expensive at the end of 2022 than the beginning of the year due to the inflation. You can earn two and a half times that in cash back from Ibotta or even more depending on how much you use it. It gives you real cash back, not points. Other apps gives you points that don't amount to much, but with Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out at your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store, and use code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D. We'll be right back on Locked On NBA. Back here on Locked On NBA. Thanks for joining us and making this part of your day. Appreciate you guys being with us. Matt Moore along with Hayes Johnson from Locked On Bulls. So, Hayes, news came down for Sean Mastrania and his usual Monday morning news dump. Talk <laughs> about the negotiations. A lot of optimism. I think that we're going to avoid a lockout, which is great for all of us that make content. The last time I did this, I went insane. It almost made me go completely wild. I think, <laughs> like, I was, I will also say that the last time there was a lockout, I, it was like, a, it was the week of Thanksgiving. So, mm. I was with family. 
And I was like four glasses of wine in when suddenly the lockdown, the, the lockout broke. And then I had to like actually make content. That was an awkward, rough night for my editors. <laughs> Regardless, things that we're going to avoid it. But one thing that has kind of been negotiated, and it seems like they're moving towards an agreement on, is the league is going to put into place a minimum games required mark for the NBA award. So if you want to win MVP, you're going to have to get to a certain amount. Now, the NBA already does this for their minimum qualified leaders. So they will, there's a number of ways that this kind of works. There's complicated stuff I that don't really want to get into, but like 58 games is kind of the standard for points, three pointers, et cetera. So they've already set some of these standards. Mm-hmm. The common pushback on this today is, well, what about when a guy plays 15 minutes in a game or just like starts and then is immediately pulled or plays five minutes at the end? I'm not as worried about that because most of the work for players in a daily for a game actually goes before the game. It's getting to the arena, getting your conditioning in, doing treatment, which usually takes a long ass time of people working on your body to get you ready to play, especially if you're a veteran, going through warmups, going through your, your usual work at pregame workout, you know, going back to the locker room, working on film, then coming back out, then doing shoot around before the game starts and then playing like, Players are not going to be like, yes, I will do all of that just so I can walk into the game for 30 seconds and then leave. So I'm not necessarily worried about that. My problem here is that like, this is like an, an attempt to solve a problem with a solution that is already working. Like the guys that miss time are, are not the, the MVP guys. Cause they know they got to play in these games. Um, like Embiid's going to play. And I think the most he's played in several seasons this year Jokic always plays a huge amount of these games if you don't play in enough games that will take you out of it like and yeah. missed time with injury two years ago that's why he didn't win so i don't understand what the point of pushing for this is going to be given that it doesn't necessarily like the players that are are that are participating in rest management and we can get into like we need to talk about the pushback from the from the mbpa on this as well but like the players that you would say, like, we're going to make them play more, they're not competing for these awards anyway. So what does this actually do? I think this is one of the things where there's a solution where there really isn't a problem. This may be more for optics, and I hate to say that, but maybe it is just to have something out there to say, no. hey, this hey, is what we're doing. Hey, wouldn't do something for optics. I know. That's not the Look, NBA I know. You, it's a completely different league than what we're used to, right? You're doing things? No, I mean – but that that's really what it what it seems like. It's just a thing for optics to have something out. Yes, we're entering the era of, of load management, but it's it's for the betterment of players in some ways to do that because we're just more aware now of what goes into the of, of players and, and uh, uh, keeping their bodies healthy. But to me, I look at this, I see it like, OK, cool, but it's just optics to me. That's how I look at it. Yeah, it's. It's pretty crazy. This conversation was really fascinating at All-Star. And I, I, I have a theory. <laughs> this is speculation. This is not reported. I, I, the people that I talked to, there was a definite shift in like how these things are talked about, especially mm-hmm. from a, uh, the player's perspective. A couple of things happened simultaneously. One, the players started being like, can somebody let everyone know, including the media, that usually it's the team telling us that we need to sit and not that we don't want to play. Mm-hmm. That was a big pushback from that. The MBPA like made a tweet about that today to make sure that they're getting out there. Hey, our players want to play. It's the training staffs and teams that are saying this. I will say that like on some level you have to appreciate it because 
even though these guys are not going to be with these teams for the long term, usually these are shorter contracts, right? Like if a guy's got two years left on his deal and you're like, us resting you could give you another five years in the league. That doesn't necessarily benefit them. It benefits them in the short term, but there is like a long-term thing of trying to keep the players healthy. The teams just haven't done a good job of being like, this is our call. He wants to play. We said no. But the other thing I will say is like, there was a, a couple of comments at All-Star. Like Anthony Edwards talked about this. There were some other comments I heard from players of basically like, hey, we should just play is a thing that we should do. Those of us that are not playing should probably do that because that's what we get paid to do. And that's our job. And also you're making the rest of us look bad. The reality is like this conversation is around like a handful of players Mm -hmm. and we shouldn't make it about more than that because like Damian Lillard wants to play every night. Giannis Antetokounmpo wants to play every night. Like most of the guys in the league want to compete. And I've been uh, somebody that's been like, you guys got to like play through some of this. This is just like how it goes, even though, if I've got, a, if I'm feeling stuffy, I'm like, oh no, I'm sick. I'm not going to write, you know, <laughs> whatever. But like, I've been one of those people, but my perception on it has kind of evolved to, I do think that there is two different dynamics here of what's happening. And I feel like this awards conversation is just trying to be like, we're going to handle it internally, but this is like what we're doing officially to tell the media partners, Hey, we're working on it. I agree. I agree. And I mean, it, it makes sense the way you just laid that out. Um, I mean, I understand, especially from the player's uh, perspective, and you ha- to add more transparency to it, to just to, so people know, because there is a, a lot of the fan base that thinks that it is the players. Like, they do yeah. have the perception that these players just don't want to sit out. They're lazy. They don't want to play where it's not that. And I think, like, pe- me and you, as closely as we follow our teams and stuff, we we kind of have the end on that. But, like, for the general NBA fans, they may not be aware of it. So I understand it from that point of view. So still optics, but I still I understand a little bit more. Yeah, yeah and I think, you know at the end of this is also like there there's a implicit part of this that if you talk to guys regularly, you will get a sense for when they are frustrated, when a guy's not coming back from some injuries, Yeah, like that happens in the league. The players will not admit to that because like they close ranks and protect one another as they should. Like that's why they've built such a powerful union. And that's a good thing, right? Against, what is quite frankly a pretty tyrannical and, and historically terrible ownership group. Um, that's good. But there are these instances where like, you will hear if you really kind of press on it, you will hear guys be like, yeah, you know, some guys probably like, we've got to be able to be ready even if we're not feeling great. Cause nobody's good right now. Yeah. That's where you really start to like late in the season. This is where you start to see that is when it's like, look, man, I got a sprained wrist. I, my knees killing me. Everything hurts and I'm still out there. I understand your calf is sore. Like there's a <laughs> like that stuff, but that stuff always is like really below below the radar. For sure. And it should be because you don't want to like you don't want to you don't want to expose one of your teammates out there. But like some of that stuff I think is, is part of it. I just don't think that the award stuff is gonna wind up making that big of a difference. That's fair. Um, when we come down to it. All right. On the other side, we got some news on John Morant that we gotta talk talk about because it's pretty significant. We'll talk about that. On the other side, here we've got to talk about FanDuel Sportsbook. The midway point of the season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from money line to points scored 
and threes drained. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a bigger chance and a bigger payout with the same game parlay. You get all those. Plus, I will also note that FanDuel is the only sports book that I have found that lets you parlay awards picks. So Jaron Jackson Jr. is somehow a plus number again for no apparent reason that I can find. <laughs> Brooke Lopez is very good. I see no reason why the voters are going to choose Brooke Lopez over Jaron Jackson Jr. I think that's crazy. And so you can put that together with whichever of the MVP candidates you wish. Any of them that you think is going to win, totally up to you. And you can get a pretty good return on that as well as you can get in on six man of the year. Manuel Quickly's risen up the board, most improved player. You got Jalen Brunson. You may notice those are both Knicks. New York's a very powerful market. Uh, all those things you can get onto at FanDuel Sportsbook. Don't miss the chance for your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. We'll be right back on Locked On NBA. Final segment here, Matt Moore alongside Hayes Johnson over at Locked On Bulls. Talking about all of the things in the association from Monday night. The latest news on John Morant is out, Hayes, and it's pretty significant. So ESPN reported Adrian Wojnarowski along with Tim McMahon, who covers the Western Conference. Memphis Grizzlies star guard John Morant has entered a counseling program in Florida, and there remains no time timetable for his return to active play. Um we don't know what kind of counseling it is. The implication, I think, pretty obviously, is some sort of substance abuse. That's typically what these things are. But I want to stress that that's speculative and not based off of any like hard reporting. Um, there's no timetable for his return. I think it is kind of a signal that with everything that's gone on with Morant um, over the last couple of, of really months, if we're really kind of going back there, uh, it's pretty apparent that his behavior while his behavior and he's responsible for it also was at least partially sourced by other problems that he's going to deal with. I think it's possible as fans, as media, as everybody to say Morant can be held responsible for his actions. And we can also hope that he's getting the help that he needs to get him into a place to make better decisions. Like that combination of accountability and empathy, I think is like where everyone needs to be on this. I agree. I agree. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's easy to say from the outside looking in, like uh, you look at it as these players are getting paid millions of dollars and all this, but it's still a person there. And he's clearly dealing with something, and it, it's good that the team has allowed him the time, especially during this time of the like. It would have it, it would have been easy to be like, oh well, we can deal with it after the season. No, they they took it even in going in a playoff stretch and a playoff run to let's let's get our guy right. Let's let's let him go and deal with the things that he's dealing with. And I think that that says a lot. Um, the league is prioritizing mental health and things like that as well. So it, it, this needed to happen. And I think if if Ja was allowed to keep going down the path that he was going it would have gotten worse. So I'm glad yeah. that he's getting the help that he needs. And like, that's such a change from 20 years ago. Like yeah. the path 20 years ago was, we don't care what you do. You can do whatever you want. You can go down whatever dark roads you want to. You can spiral out of control as long as you don't impact the money. The minute that you impact the money, we will bring the hammer down on you. Yeah. And like, it's better now to be like, hey, maybe you need some help. You need to sort this out. Like the league not coming down with a more substantive suspension instead of being like, you need to get this sorted out. Um, before we need to intervene here. Uh, I do think, you know, 
these conversations I think are tough because simultaneously I am of the belief that as a professional athlete, you don't have to be a role model, but you are a public figure, yeah. right? You're a reflection of a number of things. You're a reflection of the, the team in the city, your reflection of culture too, your reflection of yourself. Like you have a public persona and that public persona gets a lot of benefits like Nike shoe deals. Those shoes are awesome by the way. Um, mm -hmm. And a lot of this other stuff. Uh, and yet that comes with responsibility on the other end of it, I also kind of think back to this, which is just like, how dumb was I when I was his age? Like how I think a lot about that, about like, look, I made bad decisions in my early twenties and I didn't have everyone telling me I'm amazing and millions of dollars at my feet and all of the, like the things that are in front of him. And that's a lot of this is just as young athletes, they're absolutely deserving of every dime and every opportunity because of how sensational they are trying to manage that's really tough and this is where i think we get like that's where it gets into a lot of folks talking about you know the people around them this is where i get frustrated that teams in the league don't seem after all this time don't seem capable of providing enough support to prevent these kinds of situations where i'm just like you don't want to micromanage. So I get it. So there's only a certain degree where it's like, you just got to let guys make their own decisions and, and learn on their own. It's just a shame to me that we, we still have these, these situations where guys are overwhelmed by the success that they have early. Yeah, for sure. It, it's, I mean, I mean, it, it, it's just real. Like so people aren't prepared. Like I, I do think that people forget that like you have to prepare yourself for success. Like, especially for people who've never had money, things like that. Like, Sometimes it can be overwhelming and you can get in over your head and, you know, not to just abstain John Morant from his own, you know, decision making and things like that. But it's just realistic that it happens sometimes. And, you know, you put young kids in a situation to where nobody's really going to tell them no, usually, um, if especially if they don't have the right people around them that they trust and uh, that, that can call them out for things. And, you know, John was going down that path and it's good to, to separate him and hopefully when he's out of this and whatever he's going through when he comes out he reevaluates kind of the, some of the people that also are around him and takes better ownership of of protecting your peace that's real I, I don't want to make it over dramatic but that's what it is you have to protect your peace and Ja has to also realize he, it's not just him right or wrong you are representing the team you are representing the league you are representing the players you you're doing all those things so um Jaw getting the help, getting himself right, and then changing some of the things that he was doing before is not only best for him, but it's best for his teammates as well and what they're what they can uh, possibly accomplish together. So, I love the the way you phrase that. That you got to protect your peace. That's like a that's a really great way of of putting it. I think um, one note the ESPN does note the NBA does have an ongoing investigation, so it's entirely possible that there's like going to be opportunity that there's a, a situation where he could face further penalties. We'll mm -hmm. see what comes of it. And if there's any further ones, we'll talk about it here on locked on NBA. That's going to do it for Tuesday's episode. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Make sure to check out Hayes on Twitter. He's at CEO Hayes, H A I Z E. You can find me on Twitter. If you hate yourself at HB basketball, <laughs> and you can follow the show at NBA at locked on NBA pods as well. Tomorrow's show you got John Corrales and Jake Madison bringing you all that coverage. Going to love, hopefully I get to hear from John. I'm going to listen to Locked On Celtics right now after the loss of the Rockets. <laughs> so Enjoying, looking forward to that. Make sure to check out Hayes over at Locked On Bulls as well. We'll see you guys again next time. Appreciate you guys joining us on Locked On NBA.